0: If you can't make those times, you'll want to register anyway, so you can get access to the session recordings. And now, on to the episode. Hey, fellow mathematicians! Welcome to the podcast where math is figure outable. I'm Pam, and I'm Kim, and we make the case that mathematizing is not about mimicking steps or memorizing facts, but it's about thinking and reasoning, about creating and using mental relationships. We take the strong stance that not only are algorithms not particularly helpful in teaching, but that mimicking algorithms actually keeps students from being the mathematicians they can be. We answer the question, if not algorithms and
1: step-by-step procedures, then what? All right, y'all. In this episode, this week, we are going to do some higher math
0: dun, dun, dun. just for you all Woo! all right and kim's a little excited i mean scared i mean excited <laughs> about today we were we were kind of talking a little bit about how this episode was going to go and kim was like
1: <clears throat> here we go this is not my jam but i'm willing yet, i'm going yet, to learn and yet grow.
0: It yes. is not your jam yet i mean it's you're actually so close so much further than you think you are um, on the oh, landscape goodness. of learning Lots of fun, lots of fun. So y'all take a deep breath. Get a pencil and a paper uh, for this one. You're going to want to write some stuff down um, if just because I'm crazy and so you should write stuff down. But but you might want to look at some things. You might want to pause this episode a little bit after you look at some things. If you're a high school math teacher, okay, maybe not, but maybe, maybe. Um, so just be, be aware. Here we go. Today we're going to talk about writing the equation of a line given some information. So if I give you a point and a slope, write the equation of a line. If I give you two points, write the, write the equation of a line that, that uh, contains those two points. I could describe the line. I could say it's vertical uh, and it goes through this point. Lots of different things that I could say or really just a few sets of things that we typically say that then we would expect a student to write the equation of a line. Okay. Okay. Uncle, right? I call, I cry uncle Of all the things we've talked about, this, this surely, surely we have to have formulas for this, right? Surely we have to have step-by-step procedures. I mean, you can't, you can't reason about writing the equation of a line or can you? What would it be like to work with kids intuition to help them reason and find strategy for writing the equation of a line? Let's do that. So let me just paint a picture. When I travel around and I look at teachers, classrooms, students all across the nation, when when I've looked at at kids solving equations, or sorry, writing the equation of a line, I see often a very particular thing happening. Um, Say kids are finding the slope between two points, finding the rate of change between two points. I often see this. I see minus, minus divide. I see kids Mm -hmm. finding the rise. The run and then dividing, right? They're going to subtract, subtract, and then they're going to divide the rise divided by the run. Rise over run. I see that a lot. And it becomes this very procedural thing to do where they sort of do that and then they plug that into a formula and then they do a bunch of combining like terms and, and messing around and then they come up with like y equals mx plus b or. Or maybe, maybe the standard form AX plus B, uh, Y equals C. Like maybe like all that. And if you guys don't teach higher math right now, you're like, oh, the alphabet soup. Like all the stuff that's happening. <laughs> um, I see a lot of procedures and step-by-step stuff. One day I was doing a workshop with uh, teachers in Texas. So I live in Texas. I was doing a lot of work with uh, teachers in Texas early in my career as I was teacher educator, a math teacher educator. And I had already figured out a few ways of helping teachers um, parse out how we can use intuition to solve or to write the equation of a line. But I had not developed uh, a particular strategy that I want to work on today on the podcast yet. I hadn't developed it yet. And so I handed out some points to the teachers and I was having them do some things. And we're going to talk actually about that strategy a little bit more next week. But they were just looking at, at a set of points and they were supposed to write the equation of a line. And all of a sudden um, I was kind of, I was circulating in the room and we had a huge group. I do not like to do workshops this big. In fact, this might've been the last, that big workshop I did. I guess. Uh, it was put on by the state and they, they forced it. And I, I don't know, I had like 50 people in the room, just me, 50 in a huge room. It was terrible. So I'm wandering around. I like to do 35. 35 is a great, it's a great in-person. It's not bad on Zoom. 35 is pretty good. I don't know why, but that's uh, less than 35 can actually not be. So especially less than 20. Anyway, you don't care. So I'm doing this big group. I think it was like 75 people in the room. I'm wandering around, not wandering. I'm circulating and I'm purposely watching what people are doing with these, the set of points that I've given them their jobs to write the equation. of line. this one gal, I wish I remembered her name. She goes, don't look over my shoulder. And I was like, Oh, okay. All right. What do you want to tell me what you're thinking about? no, And I was like, okay. She goes, I'm not math. And then she goes into this whole, like, I'm science. I don't do math. I whatever, whatever. And she, all these disclaimers about why I should not be looking at her work. And I said, okay, but I'm I'm actually curious. You have an equation written there. How'd you do that? Like, were you just following steps and not kind of the way we were talking about? Like, what were you doing? And she goes, I just, it just jumped out at me. Ooh, I got intrigued. Anytime somebody tells me that their intuition was involved, that something pinged for them, hmm uh-huh i'm interested right i'm i'm thinking about that and i'm thinking about that a lot right in that moment so i'm like I, hey i'd be really curious what you were just thinking about to find the equation of the line and she said pam i just see it i said what do you just see And she goes look at him if you add those together no no if you subtract them i i get one every time so the equation's just x minus y equals one i said i'm sorry what she goes, I, just, I uh, go walk away. I'm not math, whatever, blah, 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 And I said, no, 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 no. What did you just say? And she said, I, I had given her four points. And she said, if you look at all of the X values and you, from, from one of the X values, you subtract its Y value every time I get one. So I just wrote the equation X minus Y equals one. I said, say that again? <laughs> Y'all, it was so new to me to like look for patterns in the table of values. So she had four points. She looked at the X values. She looked at the Y values. If given one of the X values, when she subtracted the Y value, so like if she had two as the X value and she had one as the Y value, she said two minus one is one. And I was like, well, that's true. And she goes, okay, but look at one of the other values. So if it was six was the X value and five was the Y value, she said, look, six minus five is one. So every X minus every one of these Ys Gives me one. So I just wrote the equation X minus Y equals one. To which I said, can you do that? (laughs) I did never. I, again, I was the sort of Z perspective growing up. I was the one who wrote, memorized all the things and did all the steps. I was hooked. I was fascinated that there might be sets of points that I could find a pattern that I could just write down that pattern and have the equation of a line. Kim. Yeah. Can we work on that today a little
1: bit? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Let's
0: do it. I wondered in that moment, could we teach that? Could we teach that strategy of looking at the values, finding a pattern, and then just recording that pattern sort of um, generally? Okay. Uh, Okay. So I'm going to give you... All right. Listeners, Kim, I'm going to give you guys a set of points. I'm going to give you all a set of points. and then I'm going to pause and I'm going to suggest that you pause and then think to yourself, what are the patterns that you see in that set of points? Do you see any patterns specifically? Think about if I gave you any X value, could you do something to that X value and tell me what the Y would be so that it would follow the same pattern as the four points that I'm going to give you? Okay. You might even graph the points just to like sort of prove to yourself that they, um, that they're on the same line. However, caution. If you are a high school math teacher, you might not want to do that because if you graph those points, you might not be able to stay out of a rote memorized way of writing the equation of a line. So if you've got some rote memorized way of writing the equation of a line, I'm going to encourage you to maybe not do that to, to see if there's some patterns that you could find um, and maybe don't graph them. If you already have a rote, go ahead if you want to, but maybe if you don't want the, the surprise spoiled, maybe don't, Maybe don't do that. But but anybody who doesn't have that down, you don't have a rote memorized procedure down to write the equation of a line, maybe just like what patterns do you see? Maybe even graph the points and see kind of what they look like. Do they line on the same line? And what does that mean to you? And then and then come back. All right, Kim, here's the first set of points. So I'm going to give okay. you four points. So the first point is zero, negative two. So I would write that as parentheses, zero, comma, negative two parentheses, right? So okay. It's an order yep. pair, zero, negative two. The second point is one, negative one. Okay. The third point is two zero. And the last point is three one. Okay. So y'all pause. Let me just say it again. Zero negative two, one negative one, two, zero, three, one. Pause the recording. Go see what patterns you can find. Maybe graph the points. Come on back. All right. Hopefully people paused a little bit. Okay, so Kim, what patterns. What patterns do you see? Just like first thing that comes to you, what, what patterns do you see?
1: Um, I noticed that the X values increase by one. Sure enough. And the Y values also increase by one. Sure enough.
0: Like they're going up. Now mm-hmm. they're different, right? Mm-hmm. They're not the same, mm-hmm. but they're all going up by one. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And did you notice any other patterns?
1: Yes. So nice. i um, I also looked... I don't know if you say it this way, but kind of between the point, between the X and Y value. Uh-huh. And I noticed that the- like from X to Y? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, yeah. So from X to Y um, is a decrease of two. Wait, what do you mean? So from, um, so I'm looking at the series of points that you just gave us, and I started kind of from the bottom up, and I said from, th- how do I get from three to one? And that's subtract two. How do I get from two to zero? That's subtract two. How do we get from ah. one to negative one? That's subtract two. And to get from zero to negative two, that's subtract two. So
0: I hear you saying that, that three, one was actually kind of helpful as you looked between the X and Y. You said to mm-hmm. yourself, well, I know that relationship. That's just minus right. two. I wonder if it works for the other problems. I kind of heard you. Yes. Like, I wonder. Absolutely. And, and whoa, it did. You're
1: like, yeah, yeah. sweet,
0: sweet. Yes. It, it did. So I might record your thinking. I might make that visible by saying you took an X value. Uh-huh. You subtracted two, so I would write down X subtract two, and you said that every time that equaled Y. Yes. So I would write down X subtract two equals Y. Do you agree? Okay. Yep. Yeah. And you just wrote uh, the equation of the line that contains those points.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I don't know if you could hear the drum roll there. A okay. Bit. All right. Now, uh, just from noticing a pattern. You were able to like, hey, I found a pattern. It works for all the points. And so I'm just going to generalize that, give you any X value. Like, what if I gave you four, Kim,
1: right now? If I gave you four, what would you do? I would um, say that the X is four and the Y is two. Because? Because four minus two is two. Yeah. So maybe that's not the best point
0: because we got too many twos in there. So what if I give you five? If I said it, the X value the, is five, what would the The y point be? would be five, three. Five, five, because, three. because you're that's... saying X subtract Two is always mm-hmm. going to give you the Y value, and right. there you go. So I could literally give you a million. One million is the X value, and you could say that the Y value would be-
1: 998,000. Oh. Uh, 998, oh. oh no, I did that. <laughs> I, I started to write it down.
0: 999,998. There we go. <laughs> that was fun. Hilarious. That's what I would typically do. Okay, cool. So- you've now found a pattern that works for any X value. And that is what the equation of a line means. It means this is a pattern that if I give you any X value, you can tell me the Y value based on this pattern. That's how we describe that set of ordered pairs, that set of points that, that make up that line. Okay. So ready for the next one? Sure. All right, here we go. Four points again. Okay. And you're gonna look for patterns and try to tell me if I give you any X, what would the Y value be? Okay. First point, negative one, one. So negative one, comma one. Next point, zero, zero, one, negative one, two, mm. negative two. I'll say them really fast. Negative one, one, zero, zero, one, negative one, two, negative two. All right, everybody, pause. Pause the recording. Pause the podcast. Go see what patterns you can find. Come on back when you're ready. All right, hopefully they pause the recording. I feel funny because I feel like I should pause longer. Um, yeah, okay, because, so- because
1: I don't have a, a huge pause. Oh, that doesn't give you any pause, does it? It's okay. Kim's like, Pam, give me some time here. (laughs) Well, okay. So can I tell you the first thing that I thought about? Yes, please. Because I I, um, was trying to think what this would look like on a graph. And so I I like the um, origin, right? um, That's nice. Yep. Zero, zeros in there. But so when I was looking at the first and the third points that you gave me, I was like, ooh, those are opposites. So... Wait, form. those, so those are adjectives. Um, What's opposites? Sorry, the negative one, one, and the one negative one. I just said adjective and I meant pronoun. <laughs>
0: um, oh, okay, so the X value is opposite of the Y value. Is that right. what you mean? Mm-hmm. Is that true for all of the points? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I might record your thinking that the Y value is, e- is equals the opposite negative of the X value. I might write that as Y equals negative X. Or the opposite of X. Mm-hmm. Because you're telling me that the Y value is always opposite the the X value. So I give you any X value, make it, take the opposite sign, I would get the Y value. Yeah. And that's the equation of that line, Y equals negative X or the opposite of X. Huh. No way, right? Yeah. And, and let me just pull back on some prior uh, knowledge that you might have. I think you know what the line y equals x looks like, right? Mm -hmm. It's that 45 degree line. Mm -hmm. If I were to graph it, Mm -hmm. that's the line y equals x. You and I have done some work that I I think you know that parent function. So what if I just said, Kim, that y equals x, I I I, I need all the opposites now of the y values. Every time you had a positive y value, when you went over to an x value, every time you had a positive y value, I need now, don't graph the positive y value, graph at that x value, graph the negative y value. I wish you could see my hand. Cause I was like putting a point up in the first quadrant and I was like, but don't not that positive Y value. And I was like reflecting down into the fourth quadrant to stick it down there. And so now, but, but back in the, let's, let's go in the normal Y equals X that's, that's normally in the third quadrant, right? It's, it's down there, that 45 degree angle down there, negative, negative third quadrant. Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. But
0: now those Y values shouldn't be negative. Cause I need the opposite of them. I need them to be pop them up to the second quadrant, and need them to be positive. Now, y'all, if you haven't heard quadrants for a while and everything, okay, sorry. Um, but hopefully that all, all of my graphing, people that graph more often, th- that made a little bit of sense, that we can sort of talk through why that reflection's happening. All right, let's do another one. Here we go. I'm going to give you four points. And negative two, three. Negative one, two. Zero, one. one zero
1: okay they're gonna pause oh yeah sorry and I'm I, gonna pause sorry I was pausing
0: <laughs> pause the recording all right so Kim's gonna pause oh so do you want us to really pause longer here and Craig can cut out the no it's okay okay Craig's our editor everybody so if, he cu- <laughs> if he cuts dumb things out we're not gonna have him cut this out we're just we're letting <laughs> him think it's live Kim... live math yeah Kim's like stop talking Pam so I
1: think. <laughs> <I> <laughs> do that a lot <laughs>
0: Letting OK, can OK, OK, OK. What do you notice? All right. I, um,
1: you know, I, I find that now I'm not really necessarily looking from the first point down to the second point, down to the third, down the fourth, like okay. I did the first time. OK, because I'm recognizing that you want me to think about how to get from X to Y. So that original thing I did was has not helped me. So I want to first look from zero to one and I want to call it plus one. But then that's not really helpful for, so X plus one, but that's not really helpful for the other points. Okay. I'm looking at negative one to two, Mm -hmm. and how can I get from negative one to two? And I'm thinking that the only way to make something work for both of those points is to consider the opposite of X. Yeah, it's actually
0: interesting. When you said negative one to two, I thought, well, you could add three. Yeah, I did. I'm assuming you did that and discounted it because it didn't work for any of the other points. Yeah, so I just wanted to like bring that out. Sorry, yeah. So, so then you said for me to get to get from a negative value to a positive value, Mm -hmm. that maybe there might be some of that opposite stuff going on, Mm -hmm. And, and we could have mentioned that in the problem before when we had y equals the opposite of x. That we did. We had this sort of switchy thing happening between the the, the X, uh, excuse me, the X's and the Y's, we had kind of had this negative positive switch happening. And so there was that Y equals the opposite of X in, in the problem before. So in
1: this problem, you also might have some opposite of X going on. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's interesting because I feel like the, the zeros are actually tripping me up a little bit. If I would have focused mm-hmm. on the first two, mm-hmm. then, um, then it's definitely the opposite of X plus one let me confirm, opposite of X <laughs> plus one. Opposite so you just tried X. it on the first two problems. Yep, I sure did. Yeah. So um, so like when you looked at negative two, one? three, you, uh, did I just
0: interrupt you? So? Nope, go ahead. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> when you looked at negative two, three, you said, well, if I looked at the opposite of negative two, that's two. Mm-hmm. Well, to get from two to three, that's just plus one. Yep. Let's see if it works on the next one. Opposite <laughs> yeah, of excuse. Opposite of negative one is one, yep. one plus. One is, is also, two. bam! And then you can go check to see if it works on the zero. And often zeros and ones are funky. Okay. Often zeros and ones are a little, they they behave a little differently because of the identity properties. Um And so that's interesting. Yeah, those can absolutely trip you. Out. Yeah, I cool. was
1: drawn to the, the zero at first, but now I'm- Sure. So
0: I would record your thinking as I can get any y value, y equals the opposite of x. So I would write negative x. Uh-huh. And then add one plus one. So the, the equation line could be y equals the opposite of x plus one. Totally cool. If I may, share a different strategy for the same problem. Okay. I wish, this is our unnamed gal at the, um, the our science gal at the workshop. This is the strategy she used. So she looked actually at the zero and the one, even oh. though you found them problematic. She was like, okay, if I look at the, the point zero one and I look at the point one zero. Both times, if I add those together, I get one. Like zero plus one is one. Okay. One plus zero is one. And then she tried that in the other points. So is negative two plus three one? Yep. How about negative one plus two? One. Yep. So I would record that thinking as take any x value, add it to the y values, and I always get one. So x plus y equals. One.
1: Hmm.
0: Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We can't have two equations of lines for the same set of points. Well, Kim came up with y equals the opposite of x plus 1. And my science gal would have come up with x plus y equals 1. And those are equivalent. Like if you move some variables around, then it's the same equation. One of them is in uh, slope-intercept form and one of them is in standard form. But it's the same. Whoa! Whoa, in fact, my science gal was just coming up with equations of lines in standard form. That's interesting. How many times have we messed with standard form as sort of a last-minute thing that we do? It's kind of usually the last thing in a chapter. We don't really do a lot with it except for take the other forms and turn it into standard form. Like that's interesting uh, that we could actually have a strategy that a student uses kind of motivate, check it out. This is this, this form that we just came up with. That's called standard form. Hmm. All right, y'all. So I'm going to encourage you that there are ways that we can teach strategy, even in lots of higher math things. Now I know that we did one that's not going to work for all equations of lines, but I would ask you to consider, like if I give you any set of points, you're not necessarily going to be able to recognize the relationships like we just did. I obviously gave you uh, sets of points that were fairly easy to recognize the relationships. But but that doesn't mean that they don't exist, that that strategy isn't out there. In fact, I would love to hear from you on social media. If you are the secondary teacher who's like, oh, actually, I do that all the time. Like, I look at the points and first I see if something just jumps out at me. And if it doesn't, then I go ahead and do the, uh, you know, whatever else. Well, y'all, that's a strategy. That's a strategy worth teaching. We can teach that to students. We can teach to students that they can let their intuition drive which strategy they choose. And if they have a strategy that's more efficient, they can choose that one first before they then go to anything that's less efficient, the, 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 the not using so much the stuff that pings for them, that we can actually think and reason. You can see patterns, not just doing that subtract, subtract, divide kind of procedural stuff to find the slope of the line and then put it in a formula and do all that. We don't have to do that. One of the things that I wanted to point out is, as Kim was doing that, notice that she was not just thinking functionally though she was, she was also thinking multiplicatively and additively that, that functionally depends her being able to see those patterns had a lot to do with the fact that she was already thinking both additively and multiplicatively um, and we didn't just, she's also thinking proportionally. We just didn't see that here. But because she could think that way in those other ways, she was able to use those reasonings in order to think functionally even more. So I just wanted to sort of point out that hierarchy of thought that was kind of included in what we just did. All right. So if you want to know more about that, pay attention to next week's episode where we'll do one more, uh, at least one more writing so if you want to learn more math and refine your mathematics teaching so that you and students are mathematizing more and more, then join the Math is outable movement and help us spread the word that math is outable. Thank you for listening
1: and making math more outable. Remember, we're going to be opening registration for the Math is Outable challenge soon. Mark your calendar from May 15th through 17th. You are not going to want to miss these free PD evenings where you'll learn four routines you need in your classroom that are naturally engaging and encourage students to think mathematically.
0: And remember, if you can't make those times, registering gets you access to the recordings. Keep making math, figure outable.